Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are my journals out loud. And I'm recording this on November 7, 2023 at 5 a.m. It's still dark here in the high Arizona desert, kind of north near the Colorado River. And just as a funny note, when I woke up this morning, I looked at the temperature because it was hot inside the little truck that I'm living in here. And it was 71 degrees, supposedly outside. It was in the 70s inside. But the high temperature for today is supposed to be 71. So we have an abnormally high, I woke up at 3.30, 3.30 a.m. temperature. I thought that was hilarious. That's supposed to be the high for today. I highly doubt that's going to happen. And I say that because that's just sort of indicative of you know, where we all are right now, trying to hold on to some kind of certainty, some kind of parameters, some kind of definitions, like what's the temperature going to be. It's very important for me as I live outside. Uh, we have windy days coming, so I have to figure out now how I'm going to cook with wind. So, you know, these things are important, but what happens when our focus is on things that are not important and how we get pulled from topic to topic, which is what you see in the title. Is Michelle Obama a man? Now, I'm going to answer that in just a minute, or you can cheat and look at the video underneath on this posting, but it is kind of clickbait, but there's a reason I did that for clickbait today, because it creates a very important point as we move forward in terms of trying to figure out how we're going to manage the massive amount of uncertainty that lies in front of us. We all know things don't feel right. And as we grab for ideas and information, trying to maintain some kind of control over what's happening. You know, for me, it's temperature, wind, rain. You know, those are like super important things. I don't know how people lived in the olden days without the future weather because it impacts, you know, am I going to be able to do anything today outside? And so there's a good reason to seek information. There's a good reason to want to know what's going on. And then there's the way our brains work. And that third piece, and this is the deep knowledge part, just because we know something, doing it may not actually happen. And we all have a span of a lifetime. Most of us are not born, you know, fully developed with a perfect awareness and understanding of everything that is, has been, and always will be. But there are those who do feel like their will and their way and their words are the ultimate truths. So we're in a very dynamic period of time right now. And the reason I put that title up, Is Michelle Obama a Man?, is because she is about to become a major player in the United States of America, which means globally. So, you know, there's a lot of rumors around, is she going to run for 2024? Uh, Joel Gilbert wrote a book and made a film documentary about her because he believes that she's going to be stepping into uh, the field for Biden in whatever way, shape or form that comes out. And she is going to be the next president. 
my question is, how are she and Hillary battling it out? And my frustration that these are the two women that represent women, ugh, but that's a separate subject. So I thought this was fascinating, though. So I was listening to him talk about his movie and his book, and he was talking about her life. And so to answer the question, she is a woman. There's pictures of her as a girl. There's pictures of her in dance class and leotard. So you can see she's a girl. And deep breath, Michelle Obama is not a man. Now, that isn't what's interesting. Now, if you can hear this and you can understand this, you can understand so much about what's going on right now out in the world. And if you can understand that, you can understand what's going on with you when you get to certain places you don't want to deal with. So he was at, I don't know, some kind of conference or something. He set up a booth, right? He's trying to sell his book and his movie. He said, two of the 200 people that came up to speak to him at that event Every single person just wanted to know that one question, is Michelle Obama a man or a woman? And as he was talking, you know, for several hours about this movie that I was listening to, everybody who called in, that was what they wanted to talk about. And he was so frustrated because the movie, the book, the point, the reality is this is a person, and it doesn't matter if she's a man or woman, this is a person who is poised to want to take over America as its quote-unquote leader, whatever that means. Whether she's a man or woman is the least important thing about her or him, or we'll just say her because she is a woman. I had my doubts too, but I feel like those have been answered. And he was trying to explain why she is dangerous. What is her real issues? What is her real agenda? Who is she really? And nobody wants to know that truth. We only want to know if she's a man or a woman. Because if she's a man, then we can immediately dismiss her as a fraud. If she's a woman, then she's immediately uninteresting. Ugh. But as a human who is poised to take the stage and quote unquote lead us into the next nightmare or level of nightmare, she is very, very dangerous. Now, if you spent any time with me, you know I have filtered everything through this idea of that we all have a primary default in our nervous system. Uh, that when faced with danger, most of us have a, we all have fight, flight, freeze, but we all have a default. And I filter through the level of danger. So when I'm in that crisis point, my first instinct is to attack. She is not wired for danger. Her instinct is to run away or freeze up. I don't know which one. I don't know her well enough. I just heard enough of her coping strategies as a child that manifested into adulthood to tell me very clearly she is not a fight person, even though she is an aggressive person. And this is what makes her very dangerous. When people who feel powerless seek power, they do so to control because they're afraid.
And why is that important? Because that is most scary people in charge. They are internally powerless people. And so they're seeking control and power out in the world externally to manage the internal and insecurity within themselves so that they feel safe. You know, so we can talk about complexities all day long, but I tell you, if you really can understand kind of what I'm talking about, you'll hear me consistently reducing things to most of our life is around managing what we're afraid of. And I am the same. Just because I know stuff doesn't mean that I can do it perfectly. You know, we all have the span of a lifetime in which we're trying to work out all these things between what we learn and what we know. And then sometimes we choose to apply it to what we do. And sometimes we just put it aside. And, you know, we're at one of these critical moments where, you know, regardless of all of this, most normal, conscious, semi-functional people are looking at the massive amount of insanity that's going on. And we're asking this question, how did we get here? And, you know, we really got here because we weren't paying attention. We were focused on our, you know, most normal, healthy, functional people are busy. You know, we're working, we're raising kids, we're doing jobs, we're taking care of the dogs, right? We're just, we're functioning in our world. We're not paying a lot of attention to the external world because we're not interested in power over others. But in that revenge of the nerds, in the revenge, uh, you know, in the people who were bullied and felt powerless and out of control, often in childhood, if you went back and looked at a lot of the powerful elite, you would see really creepy, sadistic stuff that was done to them as children. You know, when you can't control yourself internally and you're afraid of what's happening to you, then one response is to seek power and control over others. And, you know, these questions that we have, you know, is Michelle Obama a man? Is Joe Biden a uh, synthetic clone or hologram or alien? Or, you know, are these scary people elites, you know, are reptiles? And we have all these conspiracy theories. But at the end of the day, if you really can get you know what I'm talking about, it doesn't matter because it all boils down to these simple core ideas. And when we can understand them more easily, observing them in others, we can start to apply them to ourselves because we are not going to change what's happening at the bigger level, but we are going to contribute to what's happening at the bigger level. And we get to decide if we want to try to do better, if we want to try to change ourselves or, you know, what we want to pass on to the generations that are coming behind us. And I'm going to be talking about that because that's something that's important to me that I have gotten wildly off track for. So, but that's for another day. So today I really just wanted to highlight this idea that the reason we're obsessed with this question, maybe you aren't, but a lot of people are, is Michelle Obama a man? is because that's the thing that we have least control over, least responsibility for, least accountability for. 
and it's distracting us to feel like we're participating in the larger conversation, but we're really not. And that's what was so interesting, listening to him be so frustrated as he kept saying, no, the thing that's important is who she is as a person and why she wants power and how dangerous she is. And the reason that she became this person, you know, is partially genetics. It's partially she grew up in a family that was very much about uh, holding power over the other. But she was bullied by the black community. She was beat up by the black community. She was too white. Her her parents demanded she speak without any influence in her voice to make her sound like she was black. It was she was to speak in such a way that she spoke without any kind of inflection. And so she was raised a certain way and when she went out to the world the black community rejected her and they would beat her up and she would run away. She was afraid. She was very fearful of the black community. Now, she didn't grow up radicalized, but she became radicalized fascinatingly because she ran away from the black community and she ran into the radical community. I can't remember the name of the gal who ended up being her best friend. She was ra- actually her best friend was Jesse Jackson's daughter, so she spent quite a bit of time in Jesse Jackson's home growing up. And then her best friend was the the gal who was the weatherman, you know, the the uh, radicals of that period, the weather underground or weatherman. But it was, it was the woman's name. I was Sololinsky, and then there's a woman. I can't remember her name. That was her best friend. She became radicalized, and she took on a persona to become powerful, and that's her way to stay safe, to stay in control. And it's very addictive. Now, there's all kinds of other personal stuff about her and, you know, who the kids' fathers are and, you know, all this other kind of stuff, which really isn't the point. But the point is, is again, you know, her coming into the world was heavily influenced by her nervous nervous system response of fear of people, and that fear pushed her into uh, very specific directions, and that is now manifesting as her being positioned to be the quote-unquote leader of the free world. Of course, everything about that is oxymoronic and not true, but you get my point. And so when we look at her and we look at her life and we look at how fear pushed her into becoming who she is, she's probably not conscious that that's what happened, but neither are we. So when we take a step back and look at our own beginnings of how we were influenced you know, as children and family, uh, you know, nurture nature, you know, the combination of that pushed us out into the world to become who we are, how we cope, how we manage. Uh, And, you know, the reason I've kind of consolidated everything into this very simple process is because, you know, my belief system at the end of the day is when you dig, 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 and you get to the bottom line, It's always simple. It's just not easy to do anything about because the gap between knowing and doing 
is something that closes or comes together, hopefully, of course, across the span of a lifetime. And my theory has always been, you know, we learn much more through experience than we ever do from any kind of teaching, whether you're listening to this, school, books, college, whatever. We might get like one thing out of it, which is kind of, you know, my frustration with these podcasts is it's not really the right place, even though I keep talking to you about stuff that's important. I understand it's not really the right place because you can't remember any of it. I don't even remember what I talk about. It's not that it isn't valuable. It's just not a good forum for these kinds of ideas. I'm working on that. But for this moment and today, I thought this is such a visual and it's so simple and it's so tangible and it's so in our face or will be in our face shortly here that, you know, out of 200 people, who want to know, uh, you know, who have the primary concern, is Michelle Obama a man or a woman? That just is a reflection about where we are as a people. And it's been that way, and it probably always will be that way, is, you know, we like to focus on things that we can't control and that we're not responsible for, but feel like we're participating. And that's what all this screaming loud noises, you know, in out in the world right now is a lot of yelling about stuff that isn't really important, relevant, or anything we can do about and how difficult it is to turn the focus back onto what we, we are responsible for, what we can do, what we have control over. Uh, and be conscious about it. Because if you're Michelle Obama, you're unconscious. And now, you know, you're this really dark, dangerous person that's about to place themselves or be placed in a position of great power. And we say, well, how does that happen? Because she's willing to do what it takes to get there. Most of us are not willing to play with the dark side. You know, we're not willing to devote every minute of every day to a great big plan, you know, we're not, uh, we won't be swept up uh, in a ideology that takes over our lives. I got other things to do, right? My, you know, my big goal today is how am I going to cook my food without the wind blowing? Because of course, I just went to the grocery store. I have my temporary moment of ice and food, and now I have all this wind coming, and it all has to be cooked. So, you know, my big focus for the day, the next couple days, is how I'm going to cook my food. You know, her big focus for the day is how I'm going to take over the world. So, you know, we all have different priorities, (laughs) Uh, and, and most of us don't put a lot of energy in how to take over the world because we're just trying to get ourselves fed and our people we love taken care of and, you know, the laundry clean and, you know, errands done and, you know, the house cleaned up and the job gone to. And, you know, we're just trying to manage the unmanageable in our tiny little world as it becomes more and more unstable. But at a certain level, we want to participate. And it's easy to participate when the question is, Michelle Obama, a man, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter other than, you know, shame on you if we all got fooled. Again, I was pretty sure she was, but, you know, the visual evidence, and he actually went to her uh, teachers and her boyfriends and, you know, her church people. I mean, so he actually went and talked to all the people that participated with her as a child to really kind of clarify some of this. And there's pictures. So it's not really 
a scam. Uh, it's pretty definitive that she is a woman, but she's not a woman that I am, as a woman, proud to represent the female part of all of what's going on out in the world. It's a great sadness to me that our women in leadership are just as scary as the men in leadership. So with that, I wanted to just say that because, uh, you know, we're in, we're, it's, everything is just such a mess right now. And, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine and it's, you know, she was saying what I, what I'm doing, what so many of us are doing is that there's so many things out there that we can't control. You know, we're pulling our focus back and just trying to do simple things. You know, she's trying to clean up her studio area. Uh, she's trying to take care of her chicken. Uh, she just got fat and she didn't get a new kitty. A new kitty just wandered onto her property. So she's had, you know, almost all of her animals die. So now she has this new kitty, which brings anybody who's had a kitten knows, brings tremendous amount of joy and happiness, just sweetness, just like the dogs when they're sleeping right now is sweet. You know, my heart melts when they're all cute as we move into the day where they become all nightmare, right? So, but these little tiny things that just bring us back to something that feels valuable to us as humans. And, you know, one of the reasons I'm trying to explain all these things in simplistic terms is that, you know, if I talk about push-pull-pause with your energy, that's really simple. So you can be, I was in a stressed out place yesterday because I was running errands and it was hot and the sun was in my eyes and, you know, the, the, the race is because the dogs are in the car and like I have to get everything done before it's too hot. You know, there's all this, I don't know where I'm going. You know, it's just a lot of stress. And, uh, you know, I have to take a step back, sometimes successfully, sometimes not, uh, that that's all push against what I don't want, right? So I keep talking about want and don't want are the two places that we find ourselves and all we're doing is pushing against it, running away from it, or freezing up in the don't want arena or what we want. We're pushing towards it, we're running away from what we want, or we're freezing up in the face of what we don't want. And so, you know, all of that yesterday, if you take away what it what was happening, you know, the heat, the sun, the dogs, the frustration, there was more traffic because I didn't go on a set. I like Sunday mornings because there's very little traffic. It was Monday. So there was a lot of street traffic, which increases my frustration of driving in a place. I don't know where I'm going, blah, blah, blah. But all of that is push against what I don't want. So instead of having to go try to fix all of those things out in the world that are frustrating me, and there are some fixes, don't go on a Monday, go on a Sunday. Most of it is the recognition that I'm pushing against something I can't control. So instead of, you know, joining a radical communist organization to push against what I don't want, seeking world domination so that I can control everybody else so I can be happy and comfortable, <laughs> which is kind of the simplistic version of what all evil people do, right? I will control everybody and then I will be happy because I am in control and I'm safe and comfortable in my power. Or you're just getting in the car going to get groceries and I'm like, I can't push against what I don't want. So I have a choice. I can either take a deep breath and let go of the push. doesn't change the experience at all. I still have to deal with it, but I can 
lessen the amount of frustration and aggravation within me. And, you know, if there's one thing that you want to do to be healthy, it's to manage your immune system, is to not spend a lot of time in your sympathetic nervous response. Uh, that's where your damage comes. When we are activated in our stress response, whether it's fight, flight, freeze, that's when we're damaging our health, right? I've talked about that. You've only got 30 moment, 30 minutes of stress and your immune system peaks. So a little bit of stress is a good thing. Uh, 30 minutes later, you're back to baseline at your push, and then you're below baseline. And, you know, one of the things that happens over time, and this was, you know, what I was thinking yesterday, because I'm not managing stress very well these days, is if you've been a push person, or you've been a worried, anxious person, or you've been a depressed person, or, you know, whether it's freeze, flight, or uh, fight, if you've had an active nervous system when you were younger, statistically, you're more likely to have a broken nervous system response as you get older, meaning that things just don't work as well. You, your capacity to manage stress itself decreases as you age if you didn't do a good job managing your stress when you were younger. And, you know, I didn't know. I thrived on my push. I thrived on my rage. I thrived on stress. That's what makes me feel normal. And, you know, the reality is, is I'm probably dealing with some of the negatives around that uh, long-term stresses that just didn't do much for me. Yeehaw. But we all have, you know, some version of that. Again, you know, we didn't come into the world perfectly evolve with all knowledge to just prance through life without any problems. You know, we came into this world not knowing anything, and we're all doing the best we can. And that includes Michelle Obama. I don't like what she's doing, but she, in her mind, in her world, is doing the right things. And in our minds, in our world, we may not like what she's doing if we would take time to learn what she's doing. And the only thing we can do is to try to participate in a way that we don't allow her to take more power. Now, the catch is, you know, if not her, somebody else. And so, you know, it becomes a more complex issue, which we don't really individually have a lot to do about controlling it, only how we participate in it. So I know that's not what you wanted to hear. We all want to hear that Michelle Obama is a man and we can all say shame on us that we got duped yet again with another crazy person in the White House. But regardless, uh, I was fascinated with the fact that nobody could get off that idea. And he went through so much time and effort to present the facts about this is the truth. This is who she is. This is why you need to care. This is why it's important. He's the passion, right? He's pushing. Please hear me tell you something that's super important and almost exclusively, except for one guy, all they wanted to know is, is she a man? Now, the one guy was, what interestingly, was friends with a guy who actually sat behind her in uh, chemistry or some class. So he knew a lot about her and he had communicated this to his friend. So uh, I thought that was interesting because, you know, there was another validation. But if we can hear what that is, if we can hear the fact that most of us are interested in what we can't control and what we're not responsible for, 
but we feel informed. And that is the essence of asking this question, is she a man? I mean, it's curiosity, It's, but it should just be brief and then dismissed. What we really should want to know is who is she that wants to take over the country and lead us down her, uh, you know, communist manifesto, Marxist, whatever you want to call it, path. Because as far as I'm concerned, we're already over the edge. But regardless, that's imp- that's what's important. And, you know, at the same time, getting off our own back about the fact that just because we know something doesn't mean we can do it perfectly. And understanding that we can't do that. So we can't expect anybody else to do that. Because I've always said this, you know, we're all doing the best we can. And, you know, I always say it to myself, you know, I'm doing the best I can. And it's never good enough, but it's the best I can in that moment. It's not good enough. But like yesterday, you know, I'm losing it and I'm frustrated and I'm overwhelmed and I can feel, you know, my stress response has gone off the edge and I have to just wait You know, I have to wait for the chemicals to discharge because there's no going for a run, right, to take the edge off. Uh, You know, there's nothing to do but wait for that to pass. The chemicals have to discharge. You know, every stress response has a chemical response that goes with it. And you can't not make that happen. You have that chemical response. Everything about that is to save your life in a real emergency Uh, But it still activates in a perceived emergency because nothing was happening to me. I just didn't want what was happening to me. Sun, stress, dogs, you know, can't see in the driving, you know, all that stuff. None of that was real in terms of there were no negatives. Just everything was perceived. I don't want this. Push, push, push. So that activates the nervous system response that activates the chemicals then there's the crash once the chemicals clear right you crash Uh, it's the same thing with freeze you know freeze is like clenching after you stop clenching there is a crash Uh, if you're running away eventually you have to stop running there's a crash and so you know there's the flood of the chemicals There's the crash after the chemicals. Uh, You know, the best thing you can do for yourself is to sleep well and eat well. Of course, that requires being able to cook outside in the wind. You know, so the cycle continues. (laughs) But these are the things that if we can understand this, you know, we can get through these terrible things that are coming down the pike at us that we can't control and focus on what we can manage. And, you know, more importantly, be supportive to those around us. Because let's just be honest, most people aren't thinking about this stuff. And, you know, there's children, there's the frail, there's the mentally ill, there's the elderly. You know, there's all these people who, even if they knew this, don't have the capacity to do much with it. And so, you know, our great gift is as we understand these extremely simple ideas, we don't have to recognize why the person is upset or even why we're upset. All we have to understand is are they in a push Are they fighting? Are they withdrawing and freezing up? Or are they getting ready to take off? And, you know, what I really am seeing is that whatever our primary nervous system response is to the danger, 
the best way to manage it is the one that we're not doing. So if we're a push person and we want to fight, we're flooded with anger and rage. But the way to manage that isn't to attack. It is to take a walk in the opposite direction, right? To walk it off. Uh, If we're a runaway person, the answer might be to just sit still and move through the experience. If we're a freeze person, we're going to be better served by push. We need to do something physical. We need to get in our bodies. We need to move our bodies forward out of that freeze place. And so it doesn't matter what the problem is. Uh, you know, whether it's stress from driving, uh, whether it's, you know, the your community, black, white, brown, purple is beating you up, uh, whatever the, the external threat is that's creating the fear that is our stress response, the answer is either push, pull, or pause, right? You just, if you're pushing, then you need to probably pa- to pull back and walk away. If you're pulling back and walking away, then you probably need to sit still for a minute. If you're sitting still and freezing up, then you need to push into what the body and to be functional. And most people will never know this. They don't want to know this. They don't care about this. But this is healing. This is managing our power. This is becoming more of who we are. This is the moving into the knowing and the doing and bringing those two things closer. Uh, And this is how we serve ourselves. This is how we serve others, especially as we enter into these moments of such tremendous uncertainty and out-of-controlness. And it's so simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy, and it doesn't mean it's feels important, you know, it it feels important to announce, I'm so smart, I know Michelle Obama's a man, right? There's all these people who take great pride in thinking that they know all these obscure conspiracy facts, right? I'm so enlightened because I know all these crazy obscure conspiracy things, but yet their personal life is still a mess. You know, I'm a perfect example. I'm I can know a lot of stuff, but that doesn't mean my life is perfect. It doesn't mean I've mastered, you know, every cell in my body and every thought in my mind. It just means that I have the tools to manage it, but it's, you know, I don't know what the bigger experience my spirit wants for me in this lifetime. Uh, Just to that, I was listening to, I have just a few people I listen to that I actually get something from and... Uh, I uh, was listening to a, a new download of, of somebody who I, I like them. I don't know if it's true or not, but I like listening to them. I'm not going to tell you because it'll freak you out. But one of the things they just said astrologically is that the United States, uh, and I don't follow astrology, especially you know at a global level, but I think it's interesting. Uh, and I like bits and pieces of it. And I know enough about who I am, you know, know bits and pieces about myself in the astrological world. But uh, right now, Pluto is something with ca- conjuncting or something with Capricorn. But the point being is that they were saying Pluto's job in its scorpionic energy, because Pluto is Scorpio, or Pluto is Scorpio's planet, is to dredge up 
all truths from the deep, deep depths. And that's what's happening in our world right now, especially in America. We are digging in, we're investigating, just like Joel Gilbert takes a year or two or however long he worked on this, to dig out the deepest truths about Michelle Obama, who wants to be the next president, and she wants it. So we're in that phase collectively. But what's interesting is that's my sign. I am Scorpio. Uh, I am, you know, Scorpio is very intense energy. Uh, and Pluto is about digging out deep, deep truths. And I was laughing as I was listening to this because that is everything you need to know about me in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, but just because I know this stuff doesn't mean I can do it. And I think that's where we get uh, frustrated with ourselves and we get frustrated with others and we get frustrated with the world. Like, how are we still funding the whole entire world with billions and billions and billions of dollars here in America, and we're all losing jobs, losing houses, losing food. I mean, we are collapsing, and we're spending billions and trillions of dollars, and you know, the people spending the money are doing quite well, thank you very much, but the rest of I mean, we're, we're starting to look at these major discrepancies about what we know and what we do. Uh, how that will resolve, I think, isn't something we have a lot of control over, but we are uh, universally at, in the world right now entering this uh, Pluto Capricorn position where deep, deep truths are being brought to the surface. And I don't think you can really create change without being willing to acknowledge everything that you don't want to be true because the reason we don't want it to be true is because we don't want to look at it and we don't want to look at it because we have to take responsibility for it. So we don't want to know the truth about Michelle Obama because then we have to do something. So we can tell ourselves that the great big deep truth is that she's a man and look at us, we're so smart. Or we can just be curious, answer that question, and move on. Because this is a person that wants to rule the world, essentially. She wants to be on the global stage. And she's not doing it because she loves us. She's not doing it because she's a fighter and she wants to do things to make the world better. She's a scared little girl that has found, if she enters the arena of control then she can be safe if she puts herself at the top. And that's what most scary leaders are really like. You look at a Klaus Schwab, super control freak. His dad was scary. Who knows what happened to him as a kid? All these men and women, these frail, sad, often deformed, weak, puny. I mean, look at Bill Gates. I mean, these people are just sad humans that have zero charisma and are just weakness personified. And you're like, why are they so powerful? Because their fear pushed them to seek control. So they don't seek control through fighting. They don't seek control through conquering. They seek control through controlling. And they control and manipulate 
other people's fears so that they can be safe and comfortable. It really is, at the end of the day, that simple. The complexity is a distraction. The simplicity is the reality. And neither understanding either one doesn't do anything to change it. But it does, when we can see it out in the world, the next step is we can start to see it within ourselves and you know we can know it and then not want to do anything about it and that's perfectly okay none of this is right or wrong it's just ideas information process perspective Uh, and to me these are the questions that I think that are important I think it's interesting to answer the question is Michelle Obama man because there is some questions there she's very manly in her physicality Uh, But what's fascinating, as a younger person, she's super, she was a fashionista. She had like the most expensive hairdresser in Chicago. I mean, she was very focused on being feminine, even though she's very masculine. I would know a little bit about that, but I just didn't have the money to be a fashionista (laughs) or get my hair done. But that is a sidestep story there. So Deep breath, my friends. That's another great big stuff, but there's such a core idea in that. So yeah, the title itself was clickbait, but that doesn't mean anything, you know, in the grand scope of things, because the point I'm trying to make is so important. If you can hear that, it pushes you so far ahead out into the world of understanding, you know, how we are being collectively moved along by somebody who's just, they're scared little boys and girls who are allowing themselves or being controlled by or whatever version of the future uh, or conspiracy you want to go down. It still is the same very simple essence of fear. They're not doing it out of love. They're doing it out of fear. And fear, when you are not a fight person, is to control others so you can feel safe and you get power by controlling others and you control others by manipulating their fears. It's just simple, even though it's complex. And so when you can get that, you can really start to see how all of the distractions, all of the different stories, uh, they're all just kind of one, just a few stories that manifest in infinite numbers of ways. So Again, probably not the best place to talk about these things in a podcast, but this is what I got because the dogs are down, it's quiet for the next little bit of time, and I think it's such a simple uh, system that I really want to share it with you, even if this might not be the best way to do it. So deep breath, my friends. Thank you for spending time with me, and I will let you know if I got to cook or not. See you next time.